0: Uh, welcome in to another episode of the Blue JB Post Game Show. I'm Matt Marinas from Light and Blue Review. Sitting here in the media workroom, an empty media workroom now, as Rob Anderson just left, um, with my guy from the Omaha World Herald, the man, Johnny Otawa. We're here to break down Creighton's 54-52 boulder fight. Another Big East boulder fight against Butler.
1: Um, Whoa,
0: boulder over Rock. I'm can't. just done with the rock thing. You like, said rock st- fight too many it, times. Yeah, you just. Too many, I don't think they're rocks anymore. I, but not will, pebbles either. I'm not to lie. Like, I was sitting
1: there writing my story. I'm like, how do I describe this? Like, I can't use slugfest <laughs> yeah. as a word because no. I've used that like 15 times. I mean, yeah. it's just another grinder of a game. Yeah, you got to use but, like. It's got to be words that you know have to do with like struggle. Right, like, and I didn't want to be like sludge. I didn't want to call it an all-out war because it didn't feel like I didn't know if it was that deep, you know. But it yeah. was, it was a battle.
0: Like I mean, on a larger Brulely. picture, we were talking Brulely. about this too. Like it's the games are so much more physical this year. Uh, I don't. I, we didn't sit on on the point of emphasis meetings in the <laughs> off season this year. We didn't do that. But I'm starting to wonder if it was just like, hey, uh,
1: if what's his name, hey. John
0: K- John Kale walked in there and said, hey, fucking do whatever you want. If if
1: if if Coach Hurley, the Coach Hurley Dan Hurley is. Commenting after a game about not enough fouls being called, mm. and he's the guy who wants his team to commit fouls. He's cool with them committing whatever yeah, thirty-five a, more, a game, the whatever. More, more yeah, more immediate
0: whistle favors his team. Yeah.
1: yeah, and and he's like, there's that. He's like, guys are getting mauled after, out there after the Creighton UConn game. Like, I think you might have a problem. Like we mm. got, might have aesthetically, it's it it can get tough to watch. And and tonight uh-huh. was just, I mean, like. I looked over at you after one possession at one point. I was like, dude, there were, like, six fouls. I, yeah, I it was, like, yeah. grabbing. And that was on
0: a possession where they called one. They did call yeah, one eventually, was, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: So uh, Trey Alexander drove and <laughs> got slapped in the face and, you know, grabbing, shoving, all this stuff. And I mean, the first possession of the game, Nimhart drives and he gets called for a travel. He traveled, but yeah. he was also fouled twice before he traveled. You know, it's just like. I don't know. I mean, the, and eventually Creighton was guilty of it too because the Jays realized. It's because okay, like
0: Miles Powell and Marcus Howard aren't in the like if the if the Big East had like dynamic, all American type scoring guards, would they be calling? Would they, yeah, officiating call games like this? No, I don't know. Because I'm 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 struggling to figure out. how those would just I think it's, just, I think it's
1: just college basketball. Like I just I feel like you see it go through stretches where uh, you know more physicality is allowed, and then there will be a. A sort of a check, and then all of a sudden the, the you'll just see a ton more whistles, mm. and um, and they'll clean it up. Point of emphasis will happen, freedom of movement, whatever you want to call it, and then you know they'll, they'll, the players will adjust. And yeah, this this is going to spin out of control little, on we'll us open.
0: a little bit. So I just want yeah, to, this
1: is a tough way to open this. You know, is. Creighton did win. I just game, want,
0: I just but. want to say I just want to say there were ten fouls called in the first half and twenty two in the second. So that's that's my big problem with all of this is like there have been wildly inconsistent. Like it's I like it's like the officials going to the locker room and go, all right, it's you know time to time to rack up some stats yeah. here because like they're just that I'm I'm cool with however you want to call a game as long as you just like stick to it because then you let the players. I don't know. Figure if I'm out cool how with it.
1: Things... I, I, I'm not cool with what happened with Craig and UConn. That's that was... a bridge
0: I want to cross when we get to it, though. We <laughs> can't even terrible. get to the
1: bridge, though. Like it's. And tonight was borderline bad too, in terms. Oh, of it just, was horrific. Like, in it, terms it, of not calling fouls. Remember
0: like... how like everything was like show your hands, show your hands, show. Your hands, show your... Remember how many practices we watched where Mac would just be like screaming at guys like show your hands, like stop touching dudes, like. Butler didn't. Sh- I don't. I don't. I don't. don't there. Aaron Thompson had like a rope tied to dudes. He was
1: just like... There I can't a, demonstrate it on, a on play, audio, but... There was a play, uh, the one where Creighton... It was like the, they were
0: skipping down, like, the Yellowbeck Road. He's, the, like, all over dudes. There was a play where like, I where
1: Kalkrunner shot a jump shot at the end of the shot clock. They had an inbound play with, like, three seconds on the shot clock. Uh, and they tried to run, like, this elevator screen where they have, like, two big men setting screens and, I remember and uh, yep. Alex O'Connell is, like, his... He's gonna... <laughs> Sprint between the two the big screen, men yeah. who are setting the screen and, and get open for a shot. Exactly but he couldn't get through the screen because Aaron Thompson was hugging him.
0: His arm was, like, <laughs> around his waist, wrapped. And it's not, you know what I mean? Like,
1: it was, he was obvious. He was going for the tackle. He was bringing him down. Yeah. And and, and O'Connell and just, coming... like, he just, like, looks up. He just, like, puts his hands up, like, what is happening? Like yeah. You're not, you're for real? Because he was running straight
0: to the official in his line of sight. Yeah. Like, that's the only thing he split the he split the screeners and then all of a sudden there's just like this arm that just snakes around his yeah. waist and like stops his movement in its tracks
1: it's crazy and it's just like but are this, you this is the not thing gonna, though this is what it's been like all year yeah so it's not a surprise and the you know, cranes players can't be sort of surprised by that um,
0: i don't think they are anymore that's no, the they aren't. part of it it's like they just it's it's too bad that, that it's like this but it is like this so that's why we have to just move on from it that was weird. I didn't expect us to go on a tangent about officiating, but it was an extremely physical game. Yeah, it's just like-
1: hard to ignore, and then it becomes like part of the story of the game because that's. I mean, ev- like you can't run offense without getting tugged or shoved or mm-hmm. you know bumped, hip checked, whatever. And again, I. I think Butler set the tone right away that like this is how the game's gonna be played, and mm-hmm. then Creighton had to adjust to it, and then Creighton started doing some of those same using some of those same tactics on its end defensively, so it just became like you know, a wrestling match. Yeah. Uh with a basketball. And so A wrestling yeah, it, match with a basketball. That's it, a good way to describe yeah, it. Yeah, it was it was, I mean, yes, it was it was tough. Yeah. I'm I'm
0: like I'm not super confident that Creighton's gonna crack like 65 more times this year
1: honestly because like of, these games are just like just because of that yeah, yeah because of that and and we can talk more about what what's going on with Creighton's offense going forward but um yeah this I guess we shouldn't be surprised that mm. this game unfolded the way that, that that it did because of the last several games that Creighton's played against teams in this league I mean. Maybe it's a product of just having a really old league and guys that, know. like, they're, I don't know. I don't know what it is, man, but, I, I, and we're kind of speaking anecdotally a little bit because I haven't, like, dug into the numbers to see if fouls are down um, or, you know, it's hard to know. You know I guess we're just comparing what we remember mm-hmm. of what the league used to look like three years ago versus what it looks like now. But I told you this that in 2018, like the offense, the offensive efficiency was really good for multiple teams in this league. It was mm-hmm. a it was a great scoring league, mm-hmm. and that was the year that I they think had, you wrote about
0: that in the preseason too. That that in its best years, it, it like has the, been the, the teams that either win the league number one. And then are dangerous in March in the tourney and everything are the teams that you know are really, really they can good score offensively yeah players. they can
1: score it and and this year it's and really over I don't know maybe you can include last year too but like this year especially it's it's hmm, it's it's a, it's a struggle
0: is it just UConn being back because I'm about to kick them out again <laughs> is it UConn's like, <laughs> fault is that because that? if that's what, if that's what we inadvertently signed up for they can go back to the AAC like I'm not. I don't want to watch that for every single year.
1: I know. Like, that.
0: You know what I mean? Get better at offense, Danny Hurley. Like, if that's what we're, so th- that's what we're jumping th- into. There's
1: one team averaging 1.1 1. 1 or better points per possession. 1.1 1, 1. 1 points per possession or better in conference play really? right now, and that's Villanova. Um, and in 2018, there were 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. Jeez.
0: At 1.1 or better? Yeah. Wow.
1: So, I mean, I don't know. they moved the three-point line back since then.
0: They did. But they did that in the women's game, too. And Creighton's really good offensively. UConn's good offensively. St. Yeah. John, Seton Hall, Nova, like, DePaul. There's about six Bro, really good offenses. Connecticut's
1: the second-best scoring team in the, in the league that's right what now.
0: I'm, that's what I mean. I didn't say that just, like, you know, to throw shit at UConn. Like, is this UConn's fault? Are they the only ones who can like you know score efficiently in a, yeah. in, a in a you know like I said Boulder fight like where, nah. they can, where they can just like overpower you from with a physicality right. standpoint and still score? That's what well. I mean.
1: Apologies, that's 10 minutes of us just complaining about. I
0: think, I think the, people probably are glad uh, we got that off. They're, they'll probably live vicariously through us okay. ranting about that because you know, I, I mean, there, if were you boo- the game, there were a lot of booze tonight. There so,
1: were. I mean, if you watch the game, yeah. I think you have similar frustrations. It's just, I don't know, my I don't necessarily point my frustrations to the specific officials who worked this game, I think it's just been kind of a theme throughout the big right. season, yeah. But... There's a mandate that's been given out somewhere. Because they're all...
0: They've all been officiating games the same way. Yeah. Yeah. Bruise, yeah. yeah. You'll get nothing in the first... I think it was... The Xavier game was another one at home. The, you know, the home game against Creighton was another one where it was like... There was like f- six fouls in the first half. And then Xavier had like four in the first three minutes of the second half. Yeah. It's like, what are you doing? Like, what, how, are, how are you supposed to play basketball not really knowing what you can get away with? You know? Like... Because you're right, veterans like adjust pretty quickly on the, within the f- flow of everything. So it's like, all right, if you're not going to call this, I'm going to do it. You know, every time because I need whatever advantage I can get. That's just the nature of competition. It, like you find your advantage and you exploit it. It's like I can't handle the inconsistency. That's what drives me nuts. You remember, like fouls that weren't I, called in the first, or now I, all of a sudden like?
1: You remember tough that play teams. right? Uh, it was it was probably the play that led to McDermott's technical. Honestly. Was the Nimhard turnover? Yeah, when like just like, like, like undercut, on he, the loose he like ball tackled like, him. I think like yeah, like he said yeah, undercut. He like
0: took out his legs. Took out his legs. That's what happened because Nimhard yeah. had to like hop over him and mm-hmm. land on top of him. Yeah, it was
1: very. It was like an obvious like. I think you. I mean, you can't yeah. just let that go, can you? I, mean, I don't think so. That was they it. Did. Was a couple of years ago. That was like a big point of emphasis. If like you remember hit the when, floor, remember
0: when Mitch Balado for a loose ball against Shamari Pons in the backcourt. When St. John's blew out Creighton, the oh game yeah,
1: blues. I do remember that.
0: Mitch was like first to the floor, like he grabbed the ball, and Shamari, like did basically what Nemhard did today, and it was like a. It was, I, think, I think they reviewed that play.
1: Like you know what I'm saying? <laughs> did we got to kick Mitch yeah, out? Yeah,
0: do we have to toss this? Yeah, dude?
1: no, I do remember. I remember you know it saying? being an emphasis like yeah. if you go to the floor and you take out a player yeah. or you jump on a player, right. you know, like that's a foul, and none of that anymore. I mean, like tonight we saw loose balls where people were just like, you know, tapping the chest. Yeah, well, there tapping was, the elbow. The other one we were like,
0: going in, <laughs> bringing it down. Robert, the <laughs> Top other, rope. The other one we got a kick out of was uh, Kaluma diving for that loose ball in the in the paint. Yeah, and he got it, and then he like rolled over because Aaron Thompson kind of like. Undercut him again on the rebound, so he fell over Aaron Thompson, and then he rolled over, and you were kind of like that. So he traveled right there. I think he did
1: because he. Was, and then, you're right. right point, yeah, he was so, he was on so, his back, and then he was on his stomach. So first, of,
0: so we either have a foul on Aaron Thompson or a travel on Arthur Kaluma that have not been whistled. Okay, so the ball Something. is live. He's on top of it. He's rolled over now. Yeah.
1: So that's I, a travel. I, I, I think it's a travel. I'm not sure
0: if it is, but I, it and, then, and then and then Jaden Taylor jumps on top of Arthur Kaluma. And, like, fouls the hell out of the man, okay? So there's not, so we now have a foul, a travel, and a foul. And the call they made was a jump ball. And I'm not even sure Jaden Taylor touched the ball. Like, that's what I mean. It's like we have foul, travel, foul, and then the call is jump ball. And I'm not even sure that actually happened. You know what I'm saying? So it's, like, all reality stuff. It's, like, what are you seeing right there? Yeah, I know. Because you missed it. three things that definitely happened. And the fourth thing you called, I'm not even sure happened at all. That's kind of where I'm at with it, because you just shake your head and like, what, well, what, what was that? So anyway, to the nitty gritty, right?
1: Yeah.
0: So, like, what, what, why did Creighton win this game? They they didn't, they didn't hit a shot for the last nine minutes yeah, until Ryan I Nemhard
1: mean, got they, that second chance opportunity. Why did why, why, why did
0: Creighton win this one? Do you think?
1: When it counted and mattered most, they had someone step up and make a big time play. Mm. I mean, like Nemhard driving in, recognizing that little seam was open. I was kind of surprised when I saw the replay that, like, Butler didn't help down to try to take away that drive. They really left their guy on an island. One of the
0: few times they left that lane just, like, open to drive through.
1: So credit him for not hesitating and just, he took a little bit of a bump, too, Mm. and, and played, he drove through it and then finished. It was a nice drive. I mean, I think if you're Butler, you're probably disappointed that you let him get to his right hand, and then, like you said, there was no help defense in in the paint. Mm-hmm. But uh, they were sticking to shooters, I think. So um, that was a good play. And then on the other end, defensively, you know, I, I can't even remember what Butler was trying to do with his action on that first possession that they had. The one with Taylor missed the baseline. he missed like on a jumper. step yeah. step back jumper. I mean, yeah. if you're Creighton, that's just. You'll take that shot. Yeah, like that that might have been one of Butler's worst shots that it had. Um, he was hot
0: the- though, so I kind of get why you probably wanted something for him. But he had to create all that. I don't. Step, I, don't so I don't. I don't want.
1: Really. I, I wouldn't want a step back jumper. I mean, if he's was it a step back, I thought it was a. I thought, I thought it was a step back okay. baseline jumper, mid range. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, 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 tough two. If it was a step in three or pull up three off the dribble, mm-hmm. um, off a ball screen or something, maybe I could take that, but. <laughs> And he anyway, hadn't, he so that hadn't was really hit a
0: tough two since the first half. Like a, he had a little pull up over Arthur, but he
1: after, yeah, before, but he was that wasn't in rhythm. I don't know. Anyway, but so it was good. That was a good defense by the Jays. And then the second possession that Butler had after the free throw, when Creighton was up two, mm. obviously Ryan Kaufbrenner did his thing. So you had like Nemhard being a creator and Ryan Kaufbrenner matching up against a guard and holding his ground and then blocking the shot, like. Two guys just really stepping up in, in the key moment to give them the win, which sometimes you just need that. But they kind of limp to the finish line a little bit. So, mm-hmm. uh, how why did they win it? I mean, maybe you got to maybe you got to rewind back a little bit and look at that stretch of play when Hawkins hit back to back three pointers and got loose in transition for a layup and stretched yeah. the lead to eight, and an eight point game or an eight point lead in a game like that. Is kind of like a sixteen-point lead, so you feel maybe was, that was where Creighton won the game. I mean, mm-hmm. you, it's pretty easy to make that argument because obviously the Jays didn't get a field goal for the next nine minutes. So
0: what was really weird about that too is like, and I'm as much as I don't want to rewatch that, I'm anxious too, to see what Butler did defensively. But after he after Ryan Hawkins scored those ten straight points for Creighton, like he only took one more shot the rest of the game, and it was a post up inside where. I think it got blocked um oh yeah yeah, yeah. i remember that play so yeah. that was the only shot he took the rest of the, the last nine minutes other than that i think he might have actually his free throws were shooting fouls i think were i think he went up yeah he hit, was in the post on that yeah, yeah so they were trying to get it to him again but yeah like i don't know when you've got a guy on a heater like that i think
1: well they did try remember Rati tried to get him one in, like kind of early into possession and Hawkins uh, oh, didn't have his feet set, or mm. the pass was a little off. Yeah, that's something. why that I'll be turnovers. curious to
0: go back and watch. But yeah, you're right. Like that that stretch was huge because you know he scored the first two of that ten before Arthur got hurt. Um, that's right. He then, had ten in a row. My fault. He had yeah. ten in a row. Yeah, yeah. He had ten in a row. The first two came in a post up, that little isolation post up where they clear the left side of the floor for him. Um, and then Arthur got hurt, like a. Two minutes later, I think, and then out of the media timeout after that, um he scored eight in a row, yeah, to finish off the ten that he scored for them, so yeah, that was big. that gave Creighton the eight point cushion because like I don't know if that's like a four point game with nine minutes left, you know that you, you know, and then Butler gets on a little bit of a roll, maybe that they're you know instead of them being desperate to get back in the game. Like like they you know it just turns into what that first game at Xavier was like where the deficit wasn't too much when they got on a run and yeah. they were able to just sustain the momentum from it so yeah it was honestly like it was, that was a tough that was a tough win for Creighton because it felt like everything was kind of like rolling Butler's way especially down the stretch when everything from the the play that led to. Jaden Taylor getting all the way to the rim and transition and giving them Butler the lead with less than a minute to go. Like, it felt like everything was trending towards the Bulldogs, you know, pulling off a win in Omaha it's just based on the bounce of the ball. You know, like, he, that's not really a tangible thing, but it just felt like Butler was coming up with more of those plays as Creighton was maybe starting to lose more and more confidence with the scoring drought, the field goal drought, I should say. Um, you know, and then the cushion was dwindling, so... I don't know. It felt like it just took some tough plays on the stretch, you know? Like, um, they got a good look for O'Connell. He missed it. But then the offensive rebound, trade, just grabbing it, resetting everything, Nemhard being patient enough to, you know, create that driving lane for himself, um, attack it aggressively, and finish a tough – like you said, he drew some contact there, so it was not an easy finish, but he, did, he, got, it, he got it to go. Uh, and then – two defensive stops you know they got I, I, honestly the first possession they got a little bit lucky that the ball went out of bounds because Hodges was tracking that thing down he was he yeah. was he was the only he one was. who was going to get it if anybody was yeah. so they got a little bit lucky on the first possession the second one just great defense by Ryan Kalkbunner staying down moving his feet um, tracking Aaron Thompson as he you know was kind of doing the the CP3 in the lane there and then timing his shot as he went up for it to knock it out of his hands so that was a big time play by Kalkbunner on that last position. So they got a little lucky on the last one. Honestly, like, there's probably two lucky plays. One, the long rebound to Trey, and then two tough plays, the finish by Nemhard and then the block by Yeah, Right? So a little luck and a little bit of toughness. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. How about Arthur Kaluma tonight? Another good game from him. Injury notwithstanding. Talk to him outside the locker room. He's in a good mood. But it sounds like there's... Maybe some swelling, so you gotta get ice hit and treat it, and do the right things in the off off days to get it back. So, but 16 points, you know, led all scorers. Seven rebounds was second only to Alex O'Connell on Creighton's team. Also had two block shots. Had to guard Enzi defensively. Did a pretty good job, I thought, against him. Um, and then also took advantage of that matchup on the offensive end with some aggressive takes of the hole, good jump stops, good shot fakes. I liked Arthur's game tonight. I was surprised he was 5 for 13. I didn't think he missed that many shots, but I thought he I thought he played pretty well.
1: He had a really good second half, I thought. And um, he had that sequence where one of his block shots was on Aaron Thompson. Mm. Blocked that one. Blocked his floater. That floater yeah, that he had scored on a floater, couple times. Yeah. And then I think went down and got an and one. And then a couple possessions later got another block. Oh, wait, he blocked. He fouled Enzi on a drive. Like, Enzi went... Enzi got past Calkbrenner and went up to dunk, and, mm-hmm. and Kaluma fouled him, challenged him at the rim though, and then Enzi missed both free throws. So I was like, I, I just thought, I, I like, I always like that from Kaluma, man. He's like, he's gonna go up and challenge you at the rim, and he's gonna, either on either way, whether he's got the ball in his hands or he's a defender. Like I like that about him. He's he's kind of fearless, mm-hmm. um, up in the air, <laughs> and so. I just thought that was a good toughness play that you weren't going to give away that dunk just because, and so, um, and, it, and it ended up being to Creighton's benefit because Enzi missed both free throws, so I he helped change the the flow of the game, the feel of the game with his energy and some of his just sort of hustle type plays and buckets, so they, you know, Man, offense has just been a struggle, and and he seems to be one of the guys, at least, who's kind of finding his rhythm a little bit, finding some confidence. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm with you. I'm I surprised it at 5 for 13. But, man, he did miss a couple bunnies inside mm-hmm. and 0 for 3 from 3. So, that uh, I guess that's it. But 6-6 six from six the line, man, that was huge. Those yeah. two free throws that snapped the scoring drought mm-hmm. ended up being uh, – Rather important. I mean, it didn't. It still that field goal drought. It still extended three more minutes. But he had to steps in line at the front end and one on one after you know having the. And he, just, he had just come
0: up in the back in the game. It was the yeah. second second possession. So yeah.
1: yeah, right. Basically cold. And had to and had to knock down those free throws. So that was that was big. that was those were important. Mm-hmm. Stripe. So important shots from the stripe.
0: Uh, good adjustment defensively by Creighton. I'm um, sticking Alex O'Connell and Trey Alexander just speed and length on Bo Hodges because he kind of had his way a little bit with Kaluma in the first half, I thought. And then Creighton switched that matchup up a little bit, and I thought O'Connell and Trey did a really good job. I mean, he, only, he didn't score in the second half and only took three shots. Yeah. So, you know, other than the <laughs> last block out where, I mean, the ball, they worked he, out. Now he was, I was going
1: to say, he, he hustled his way to a couple For offensive sure. rebounds because he had to – strength advantage in that yeah, matchup. Yeah. So, but he didn't score. But he didn't so, score, yeah. yeah. Um, and, he,
0: and he went into the locker room feeling good, too, because he had just hit that fall-away three in the corner yeah. at the buzzer, basically. So, um, yeah, he was he was hurting Creighton in the first half, and I thought you know, O'Connell and Trey Alexander did a good job of just shutting his offense off.
1: I was surprised that Creighton did um, come out early in that game and, and – Guard, Bryce Golden and Enzi on the perimeter as much as they did because McDermott. I think this probably helped too. With it was the- probably a little
0: bit of like a recency <laughs> bias there. Like, if you will, I I don't know if you watch the Butler game again, but I, I watched it this morning. Like it's hard to it's hard to not sear that in your brain that those two were, you know problematic offensively so you had to make an adjustment there right yeah
1: but yeah golden missed some threes just badly and then and then they made the 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 move to you know sag off him a little bit more and have kulkbrenner closer to the rim and that helped in the second half too i think with uh, so you
0: like that they there was in the first
1: matchup they basically dared him to hit before they would
0: guard him today they basically guarded him straight up until he. They knew he was cold, and then they yes, right, right. It was, like, that's it was, was like a reverse. I don't thing. know if I would it. You maybe know, maybe it, maybe, it worked, right? so
1: maybe I shouldn't. Uh, yeah. Be critical. But
0: the but it was but what it was creating though, like you're you're not you're onto something there because Butler was getting into the paint more than they. Um, more than you want Butler getting into the paint. Honestly, like that's the key. I, if you watch like. Their two best three point shooting. They shoot a lot of threes. First of all, they're not a good three point shooting team, but they shoot a lot of them. But their two best three point shooting games in Big East play so far are against St. John's and Creighton. They hit ten um, in each of those games. On I think thirty, so they're twenty. I think they were twenty for fifty five in those two games. But they're they were eleven for twenty five um, when they t- when they touch the paint, nine for thirty when they don't. So, like, the paint was the key, you know, because they can get in there, they can create, you know, they can draw help, they can spray it around, and then you get, like, wide-open kickouts and things like that. So making them play over the top of, you know, a loaded-up defense is kind of where you want them. And in the first half, Bo Hodges would get in the paint, Chuck Harris was getting in the paint, Aaron Thompson was getting in the paint. Because of how spread out Creighton's defense was, like you said, honoring – you know, guys like Enzi and Golden, who they usually help off of. Yeah. So, they adjusted in the second half to keep, you know, first of all, they switched that matchup with Hodges, and then they also kept Kalkbrenner more
1: anchored to the um, the rim area. Yeah. Because you know? I remember one play in particular. I think it was Hodges who back cut, beat his man, but Kalkbrenner was there hmm. to, like, erase that mistake. And I don't. Even, I don't even think he ended up trying to uh, a layup because Kalkbrenner was there. And so, I was, I, in my head, I was thinking, "It's like, yeah, it's good that good to have Culverer down." Man, he had some nasty blocks on Golden. Yeah, Culverer had a couple, just like you know, sort it's, of. It's funny. It's
0: funny because it, this is what we've been. I mean, you've been saying it all year, like, and the coaching staff has too. Like, he doesn't get credited for as much as he does, and he only got. Two blocks tonight,
1: but it, it felt like. Well, I don't know. He might like have only more. had three. I don't did he? I don't think there, they. There you go. You're already giving. Yeah, that's enough. true. <laughs> you just did it.
0: Because <laughs> you 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 don't even know if you're shortchanging that. So like, it, yeah, 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 I thought I was surprised at his final tally because it felt like. I don't think they gave him a block on the end of, on the last play, and I thought that was
1: a. I mean, it feels like that's a block, right? I think they gave Demar to steal, which no. I, I think he was trying to shoot. I think I think Thompson shooting and. Cockburner got it, but...
0: Yeah. It's a block in my mind.
1: What What is Craig going to do about
0: this offense? Good question. Is Is the offense the problem, or is the physicality that's kind of running through the league? I mean, that's part of it. Because it, it's tough for them to... Like, they're, the movement is key to it all, right? And if they can't... If they're not physically strong enough to just get into the lane where they can basically jumpstart the whole... You know, snowball effect of an opposing mm-hmm. defense, like it's kind of tough. So I don't know, because I don't think that they're that when they get you know rhythm three point shooters that they're a bad three point shooting team. Like I, you know, I, you saw um, Trey hit a corner one in a, in rhythm tonight. Um, you saw what in the second half when Hawk got free for a couple. Yeah. Like we know Alex O'Connell is a, yeah, a really good three point shooter. That's the thing
1: is like they just don't get a lot of. In yeah. rhythm, catch and shoot threes, yeah. and a lot of them they're shooting off the dribble, off ball screens, pull ups. They're, now, they're I will say, in the shot. first
0: half, the ball was stuck on one side a lot. Like they, they, the one thing that I noticed with this team is that they they get kind of like we're gonna score on this side of the floor, or we're gonna get a shot on this side of the floor, and they don't they don't quite they haven't quite grasped the concept of like the value of a ball reversal and a swing pass yet. Like, because they'll just grab it and kind of, like, do a little rip through where it swings a little bit, and they're like, okay, can I attack here? Or do I need to call for a ball screen here? And then the ball, like, the offense is just, like, stuck. Yeah. No one's moving. All nine dudes are watching the ball handler, like, defense and offense combined. Like, the, the ball doesn't pop as much as it does when Creighton's offense is really humming. So that's part of it. I think it might even be a big part of it because they could neutralize some physicality, which is some crisper ball movement. So I don't know. Maybe they should start there and see what it does for their offense because
1: it just stays on one side of the floor too much. Yeah, and they talked about that. I mean, Trey Trey Alexander talked about that on Monday that when they got a ball reversal, oh dude, it was Seton Hall. It oh was like God. night and day. They had there was one
0: possession against Seton Hall where it was like it went inside, outside. Then there was a reversal, and then a swing pass, and then Trey banged a three. And it was like, do you guys? Do you guys, Did you guys experience that possession? Because <laughs> that's what it should look like at least, you know, fifteen times a game. Right. You can create easy offense for yourself, but just like. You know, drive, jump stop, spray, kick, swing. Like the defense is like, fuck. You know, they're in scramble mode. And you're gonna create a look for yourself at the end of that somewhere. Yeah. I'm with you. That there's a there, there weren't very many in that Seton hall game.
1: When they happened, they were like, Hello, Eureka. Yeah. <laughs> Light bulb. They what what's unfortunate is it feels like the best offense right now is a post-up. And when the post up happens, nothing happens. You know, yeah, it's, it's, it's just, it's it's just a clear all out. or nothing. It's <laughs> like, yeah. Well, hopefully, and that dude won't be here next year. Hawkins, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, I mean. Uh, and the isn't, had a nice pass. The Biggies is going to isn't a, a, let
0: Calkbrenner do that shit. <laughs> they're not going to let him. They're not going to let him do that clear out post up. They're <laughs>
1: like going to send five guys after that yeah. dude. Yeah, that's true. Um. He had a nice pass though to Kaluma.
0: Yeah.
1: In the first half. That's another
0: good offense, right? Entry pass, cut. Yeah. And it's just like pocket pass, layup. You know what I'm saying? Like there's easy offense in here. Well, just, yeah,
1: we've definitely <laughs> seen it. But like, okay, we talked about this. Yeah. So I went on Torvik, Bar Torvik's site because you can,
0: you can, sort, split, it, so you can yeah, sort it yeah, by date. You can create date. your own sample sizes. Yeah.
1: So I did it before the, the Paul game. So the last after, six games after for St. John's. after, after Saint John's. yeah, okay. after the fourteen three game, okay. Creighton ranks three hundred twenty third in the country in oh. offensive efficiency.
0: Dude, that's like.
1: I mean, it's like, how are they three and three that's during like, that, that stretch? Like you know year, what that's I'm like
0: saying? Year one, Hoiberg, <laughs> Nebraska stuff, right okay.
1: there. They are 27th in the country in defensive efficiency. Yeah, that's still part of it. That's that's probably it. But
0: I mean, that's why they've been winning since that point. Yeah.
1: So you credit them, and I mean, the assumption is is like, well, Coach McDermott knows how to coach offense. Like this is statistically um, an outlier from what he's traditionally been able to do at Creighton. So Hmm. he'll be able to find a solution. It's just, can he find it fast enough? and can he instill these guys with confidence to where they – because there were stretches in that game tonight where I just – I was like, they just don't look like they have any faith in, that they can, you know, get a bucket right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, everything's hard. Yeah, it just feels like they, they're like, this is just such a grind.
0: And and the other part of it too is, like, I'm not even sure if they just – if they fully understand where their advantages are. Because it took about 10-plus minutes for them to even throw the ball into Kalkbender tonight. It's yeah. Like, Cause I, we were sitting there, like, was that his first touch? We're pretty sure that's his first touch of the game. Man, right. you know, in a in a in a go get a bucket, Ryan Carpenter right. situation. And Butler
1: makes it tough, man. They plug passing lanes, they plug driving lanes, and obviously we talked about their physicality. That's something yeah. that that makes it difficult. But like, can I mean, have twenty four points in the paint against the team that like is the worst. In the conference, in terms of block percentage, like they have no rim protection whatsoever, and you Mm. can't get it inside to like challenge them at the rim. I Mm. mean, uh, uh, that's tough. I think one piece that's been missing from Creighton's offense lately has been its ability to get second chance opportunities. Like they had that
0: four offensive rebounds that
1: offensive rebound in uh, that after O'Connell's missed shot with like a minute left, you know, that landed in Trey Alexander's hands that set up the Ryan Emhardt shot. Or Brian Embhard layup, that was Creighton's first offensive rebound of the second half, mm-hmm. and I'm like this is a better rebounding team than that. Like they can, they can. F- I mean, Culpepper teams are definitely like doing all they can to make sure Culpepper doesn't get it. You'll see like one guy boxing him in out, boxing him out of the play, and then another guy kind of coming over the top to try to make sure he doesn't get it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wonder if there's something there too where other guys can go crash a glass and find other opportunities because that was a source of offense. For the Jays um, during stretches, um, one of the things Coach McDermott well, talks about.
0: What is the source of? I mean, they had four offensive rebounds whole game. They had eight second chance points.
1: Oh, there you go.
0: Like yeah. Two points per second. I mean, you're, just give yourself some more. Get, get some more though. Yeah, I get some
1: more. Uh, yeah, McDermott talks a lot about like, hey, how can we get easy looks, get high percentage looks? That's kind of what the name of the game of what they do, and they've struggled there. And I'm thinking, well, maybe offensive boards is is one avenue toward that, but um,
0: yeah, I don't remember how many. Uh, I don't remember how many um, – yeah, these offensive rebound numbers might just be blocks out of bounds. I don't even know if they – I think they might have grabbed two
1: – Like, true offensive, offensive. rebounds. I swear. I when
0: swear. Because there was one, two, three, one, two, three, four, five. Five possessions after this. So, I don't know what time it happened. I don't have – if you want to look it up, you can. But when Trey Alexander hit – uh, got fouled shooting the three, and hit the three free, three, free, three free throws. Yeah, yeah. Ryan Kaufmaner got the offensive rebound on the
1: uh, long. Um, oh, that was actually Hawkins who tipped it. Like he okay. battled. Hawkins was in the in the fight there. Yeah, and like tipped it up, and then Kaufmaner got. Either to way, it. Either way, that
0: was their first offensive rebound of the game. The first one they actually grabbed. First, like their first physical offensive board. Okay, happened then.
1: I or remember. it might have been the next play. No, that uh, got the layup. No, yeah, no, that, no. that was the one that led to his yeah, yeah. layup. Yeah, the one that. Um, yeah, yeah, because he
0: got. grabbed it and he kicked it to O'Connell, and O'Connell threw it inside for Kaluma's right. dunk. Yep, yep, you're right. Yep,
1: the one that. Yeah, the one that. So it uh, was a three
0: point play, but it wasn't
1: the one that led to the th- three free throws for Trey Alexander. I had it written down as one that went. Yeah. Out. So, but either way,
0: I think they. I'm. Sorry, I'm serious. I think they grabbed two true offensive boards. They might, they had one in the second half. Nemhard had a, uh, or if you count the tip ins, there was a play where, oh, uh, yeah, almost. I don't know miss. if I count.
1: I mean, I guess you could. Yeah, they they didn't count them in the stats. Oh, they didn't. I don't think so because they only had four offensive boards. There were like three shots at the rim. <laughs> they were
0: just tips. Caulkner tipped one. Nemhard tipped one. And they both hit the rim. They were misses.
1: Yeah, they were not counted in the stats. Yeah, so that was the
0: only so so. It's, but either way, it's bad that we can cite them off memory. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, you know we can, what I'm right. We just did it right yeah. there.
0: They had four, and we we just named the
1: three. Yeah. So, um,
0: they can, yeah, they like, could be better. There. Like
1: yeah. they don't need to be getting out rebounded by Butler. You know what I'm saying? Like they they can they can do better than that, and and they have they have done better than that. Like they. I mean, Butler's
0: different with Hodges,
1: too. But Golden got four of their offensive boards. I mean, two. Of,
0: I think two of those were just straight tip-ins. But
1: yeah, because of defense. Was and honestly, over.
0: one of them was one of them was just a missed board by Creighton that fell into the rim, into the cylinder. Oh, that's right. And yeah, Golden got credited right. with it. I don't even think he touched it. But he had four offensive boards. Hodges obviously is a problem. He almost he had two and could have had three. Um, so right there, those two guys had more offensive boards than Creighton. So yeah, but Butler's not. A, Butler's not a team that you know should grab out nine offensive boards the way they rebound the ball. They no, just, no, you know, yeah. that's, so you're right. That Creighton should, like, from what, if you're circling one area, that Creighton should have performed better tonight. Rebounding is.
1: I, I, is I, I cited this a couple weeks ago I, after they lost the Butler and lost to Xavier in the same week, and they were minus 19 combined in rebounding margin. I know rebounding margin is a little, little bit of a skewed stat, but yeah, it. Trust me, they the well, percentages were down.
0: Xavier, I, I think they're.
1: That's a tough matchup to rebound against. Sure, but they they can be better. Not sure yeah. it is. Okay, <laughs> what I, what I'm saying is Creighton. That that can be a strength for Creighton. This team yeah, that yeah. can be a strength for. We them. thought it was going to be entering the year, didn't yeah. we? Yeah, and it has been for a large part of the year. I mean, it didn't, they didn't get torn up on the boards tonight, like? But yeah, no. I just think that they there's there's room for growth there and, and potentially an opportunity to increase the efficiency offensively.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, weird that we landed on that in a game where the, an offensive rebound won it for him. But <laughs> it
1: right? could have been easier
0: is what we're basically getting at, right? Yeah. Like the yeah. game, This the, that's, that's part of it for this team is the game's a little bit harder than it needs to be. That's kind of like the the point, right? It's like they're, they're talented enough, and they've shown flashes of being, like you don't win at UConn or – blow the doors off Nova down the stretch of a game without having something, you know, of high quality within you, yeah. right? Like, of second weekend tourney-type team quality, right? Like do you, do we agree that you don't beat – you don't win at UConn after a, getting embarrassed at home by Xavier? And you don't, you know, roll Nova out of the gym? You don't zip up Nova like that in the last – where they where they thrive in the game? You know, at the end of a game with all their experience and their toughness without having something that you're capable of doing at a high level, right? So that's the point. Like Creighton kind of fights itself a lot because the, the inconsistency is controllable stuff. You know, ball movement is controllable. Um, an extra pass is controllable. A two-handed rebound is controllable. Yeah. You know, a live ball turnover, which they've done a better job of limiting – of late is controllable like decision making and things like that. So that's kind of the main point, right? Is in 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 most ways they're holding themselves back a little bit.
1: And maybe they just need to have I mean I I thought the St. John's game would unlock a lot of things from a confidence perspective, but it, it obviously it hasn't. So maybe they just need another one of those. When do they play St. John's again? <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, hey, where you well is Georgetown they got, some, yeah, I was saying, they Georgetown got twice, two right?
1: Georgetown so we'll see
0: you got two Georgetowns and a DePaul coming out
1: cure some ills I mean if those are the DePaul. DePaul can defend
0: yeah DePaul's yeah. tough but no but, defend. but if you're looking for get right teams it doesn't get more easy to peg than the next three so
1: yep.
0: Yeah. I mean Butler's been I mean Butler is one of those bottom tier teams too but they've been a lot better more competitive with Bo Hodges in the lineup. In, mean, they, were tough, they were tough on Providence. They were tough on... They're, they're a I mean, tough defensive
1: team. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. they, they, they do play tough defense. They're
0: so. veterans. Like, they're all fifth- and sixth-year dudes. They all, like, have... They all know how to control a game. They don't get rattled. Like... Yeah. So, this is a big three-game stretch for Creighton. Like, it's almost like three must-wins if they want to be a tourney team right here. Because you can't lose... With their margin for error at this point, they can't lose any of these next three. Uh,
1: you can lose the Paul; uh, it's it'd be a quad two game. It, it's just yeah, Then story. you have to win. But you still will have a, to counter still that.
0: A quality win, maybe even yeah. in
1: New York City. Yeah, you might done. need another one, but you can't lose the Georgetown. I at don't all, think. Right. I mean, yeah. if you drop it, if you drop one, then you're going to have to like win at Providence or. Hmm. Sweet Marquette and UConn, you know, like mm-hmm. there's always you're never really truly out of it because, especially in this league, there's opportunities. Um, and and the way that Creighton's schedule lines up, like its last five games, or no, it's its last six games are either quad one or quad two games. Um, and there's a couple high quad one opportunities in there too. So yeah, there's four. That's why that you 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 can't say it's make or break, but if if they were to drop one at Georgetown, um, mm. you know, I think on Selection Sunday we'd circle that and say that that kept them out. But it's crazy how bad Creighton's net ranking is right now. Is it um, though? Well, I guess it's not if you if you've watched it. Yeah, I mean the reason why the reason why Creighton's net has plummeted plummeted so significantly. Is because of its offense, because mm-hmm. the offense has taken a nosedive from an efficiency standpoint, and that the net charts that you know that yeah. that matters to the net. And uh, actually, the net's better than I, than it should be. Really? Yeah. It's going to go should down. It, it's going to go down again today after today's game.
0: Yeah, no doubt. But I was just like, you look at Arkansas Pine Bluff defensive efficiency was bad. I know, but like, scrap that, scrap that
1: real quick before right. that because why. Creighton's net three weeks ago was like in the fifties. They're fine, and now but now it's dropped. I mean, they they could be like
0: so after the St. John's game, it was in the fifties. Is what
1: you're saying? Uh, yeah, I think so. Okay,
0: but then you then the Butler game was ugly, right? That was a win ugly.
1: Then the, the there's a lot, but not the the, no, the, 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 the ball game, ball, yeah. sixty to
0: forty seven. That was you know they went like eight minutes in the first half without scoring a point. Um, Butler was ugly. Uh, Xavier at home was bizarre, in a weird way. UConn was ugly on both. I mean, they was good defensively, but it was ugly offense. And then Seton Hall. I mean, they haven't played well offensively since St. John's.
1: So yeah, I I guess it's just like, you know, to go three. Have they been at
0: point nine points per possession in any of those last one, two, three, four, five games?
1: I had them on average. I had them on average. I have the stats in my backpacks. But I think I had him at average, on average just under .9 during that stretch. That's hard to win like that. Well they've that's won, what I'm saying.
0: It's hard to go three and three at under point nine points per possession in this league.
1: But that's why i that's why I guess I'm a little bit surprised at it it dipping so much to the net, just because you think they get the same amount of credit defensively. Defense, yeah. And and it like offset, but it, it has mm-hmm. not done that. And um you know, whatever goodwill Creighton gained from beating UConn. This is just a net perspective, okay, based on the net rankings. Like, whatever Goodwill Creighton gained from beating UConn, it lost it all and then some when it lost by 19 against Seton Hall. Mm -hmm. Like, that loss nullified the UConn win just from a net perspective again. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, from a resume
0: standpoint, it's... No,
1: heck no. It's insignificant almost. Which is an
0: important distinction because the net's not the be-all, end-all. It isn't.
1: But I I guess the committee's going to look at Creighton's net come Selection Sunday and be like...
0: As like a, almost an introductory thing, right? Like, don't yeah, even right. have to consider this team. Right,
1: long. it's yeah. going to be like, uh, Creighton's going to have to prove itself with the other parts of its resume that it's deserving of a bid mm-hmm. uh, because... It definitely has quality wins. Like, that's not that's not what Creighton's needs, lacking. It, and it needs more. It needs more. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I agree there.
1: Because well, st-, st. John's got in in 2019 with a 73 net. Uh, Michigan State and Wichita State last year were 70 and 72 in the net, and they got in. But what those teams had is they had quality wins, and they were pretty good in quad one, quad two games. You know, they were, like, around 500.
0: Well, you know what's really important is, like, you can't lose games like this at home. So that's a – That's true. Okay, so they got through that. And they they have one next week, next Monday against Georgetown. You cannot lose that at home. Right. Like, you – that's what I mean. Like they're getting that, like the the margin for error right now is like there's some disqualifiers, some outright disqualifiers on the schedule. So
1: because well, they already are, they already have them, like yes. Butler that but the road game against Butler that's not going to age well. That yeah. might end up being a quad three loss. Yeah, and uh, and obviously the home one against Arizona State's a quad three. Like you can't really you don't really have much room for more bad losses according yeah. to the selection, especially because
0: okay. Arizona State's already hanging on you and. I don't know what their net's going to end up like, but Iowa State is moving towards like like normalization in the Big Twelve. I think they're last place now after today, after getting whipped by West Virginia. Yeah, so that's a home loss too.
1: So you're you're you've that's going to drop into the quad two range pretty quickly. Exactly. Like you don't
0: want too many of those. You don't want three Q two home losses. And if Georgetown beats you at home, it's like that's going to really anchor your resume. So, yeah. I I I phrase that in a must win category, but it's more like a cannot lose situation. So um yeah, this was one they needed to avoid and they got that done. So they're still, you know, in the hunt, if you will. Right. Because they got the job done. So um let's jump into questions. We ranted a long time, but I don't think we have very many questions, so maybe we'll get out of here at a reasonable hour. Uh, first question from Adam Hester. Just saw Creighton announce a starting guard scholarship that was awarded to um, Alice O'Connell this year is it too early to announce a player named a player named Arthur Kaluma scholarship for the next two years is that allowed under current NIL rules if so where can I contribute
1: I think anything's allowed man you I, started started up, I, don't, I don't know if there
0: are rules right yeah, now there there yeah
1: start a, Venmo Venmo some Venmo, money
0: or do you like no you have to like you have to rally people, so GoFundMe is probably where you have to go first. Okay, right? GoFundMe? Yeah, then yeah. start it up. I don't just think it's fine. Copy paste this tweet into the <laughs> into the yeah, yeah. Into the body and set, submit.
1: It It's to be see. the Adam Hester Endowed Scholarship. Sponsored by GoFundMe.
0: Well if it's go so you're giving him credit for it then? Just for the idea. What if someone Yeah yeah. All all right, right. I feel like it's gonna take a lot more money than Adam seems like he's going to contribute. So. <laughs> it's
1: true. I mean, scholarships are oh. great. Yeah. A little pricey. A little pricey.
0: Um, Jacob Padilla, I missed the first half. Can you recap the whole 20 minutes in extreme and minute detail for me? The first 20 minutes? Um, well, I could do it briefly. Bo Hodges, um, Aaron Thompson should have fouled out. <laughs> Kray
1: uh, missed its first, what, six, seven threes? Eight. Eight threes. All of them, by the way, great, great looks. Great looks. I'm like, hey, you you can't ask for better looks than those. No. So
0: Nope.
1: Um, and then, uh, and then like, collisions. I mean, just tons of collisions. Yeah,
0: bodies flying all over the place. Hitting the floor. The ball probably took a beating, too, honestly. I mean, it,
1: it, it bounced hard off some of those rims. Yeah. Like it was Matt got teed up for the oh, first yeah. time since twenty eighteen. The crowd booed a lot. I you know what I miss I I was looking down when McDermott um got his technical, so I didn't see I guess I saw a video of of him mm-hmm. expressing expressing displeasure. But I didn't know if you were gonna quote him just now. No, oh, okay. Yeah, you know, I, I didn't
0: hear it. So. I th- yeah, he earned it. He was working in pretty good. I don't think he was going to go into the locker room until he got one. Yeah, that was kind of what he was. I, I think, think. I, I think he was after one, if you know what I mean.
1: Like, yeah, but I, don't you think that he should have waited to get that early in the second half, get the crowd into it? I mean, I guess they, they I think he would have like
0: lost the fire to to go after it. He was like, "It's yeah, time. It was, I got I to get one." That was one of the questions we got in a text message um, from a former manager: "Was how bad of a ref is Tony Chiazza?" I don't, I don't really know. Like I feel like it was a weird. If it was a it was a very strangely officiated game, but I don't know that I necessarily like, saw a technical coming because I felt like
1: i, I have seen that moments, game before. There are other moments this year where I thought a technical was coming, and yeah. and, and so yeah, I was a little surprised too. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know if you put it on one graph, man. Like it was just a, given the way that these games have been officiated this year, it's been tough. Yeah.
0: That's one thing I'm not good at is learning the officials' names. I feel like I've only known two this entire time covering the Big East, and it's probably for a good reason.
1: Which two are those, Matt?
0: Uh, Michael Stevens, also in a Butler game from last year, and then um, what's the dude's name that had the call against Xavier that I haven't I don't think I've seen since?
1: I've seen him in Have you? Yeah. I've who's heard. the Who's the high stepper? Oh, Anderson. Yeah. Yeah. He's fun. Yeah, I mean, I, I do appreciate that, but, you know, whatever. It's nice to have a little niche. To know what the, if the officials are? Yeah. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, I think it's Jacob's serious question, though. Um, if you were, if we were calling the shots so we get to play God here, where do you turn on offense when they fall into ex- an extended drought like they did down the stretch tonight? Who needs to touch the ball, and what kind of action do you run? Do you want to go first? I wonder I think we might have the same answer, but I'll
1: let you go first. Man, they they, they tried a lot of things. Like they yeah. ran they ran some plays to get Cochburner or the ball down low and had trouble getting him to him. There was a one play they got him the ball and they called the foul. The the like oh, the yeah. cheapest foul it, yeah. of the whole game.
0: Yeah, like that little I don't know if it was Dakota, but that little Dakota action where yeah. like he's
1: He's underneath the basket, matched up against a guard, and gets fouled, and then ends up missing the front end of one and one. Right. But it was a dunk. Oh, dunk. It was like, that was the play. That's like how they that, break out of yeah. the
0: funk. You don't need to call contact there. Just let him
1: dunk the ball. Yeah, that's, they, a, that's a bucket. He finally executed, and yeah. then the refs are like, oh, no, no. Hold up. Yeah. N- now we're going to call this one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And we're going to put the big seven
0: footer at the line for a one and one, because high percentage says he's going to miss this, and you're going to be mad.
1: Oh, Since man. Gonna, so yeah, that yeah. was a bad break, but. Yeah. I I don't know. I feel like they're trying. to I mean, percentages
0: say Kaufmaner, right? But, and I know he doesn't always make it. But like I I love everything Hawkins does in the post. Yeah, me too. So even even if honestly, even if he doesn't score on that, and they ran it like seven times tonight. Yes. So like even if he doesn't score on that little clear out action on the left side of the floor, um. I feel like he can always make something happen, whether he's scoring, getting to the free throw line, or finding somebody, you know, when the defense helps. Like, I just think he has a really good feel to that type of play. That I think the Hawkins post-up is, like, their number one drought ender. Yeah, so, I agree with that. That's mine. So the the play is – the person is Hawkins, and the play is that left side post-up where you just – you know, flood the right side of the floor and let him back his guy down until help arrives or he's close enough to, you know, get his shot fake up and
1: under. It felt like what they ended up doing was just, like, spreading the floor and just ISOs. Yeah. They they did Hawkins a couple times in a row. Kaluma had an ISO against Golden when he decided to pull up for a step back three, which is, like, mm, could could have gotten more there. Trey yeah, Alexander. i agree with you. Yeah. <laughs> Trey Alexander uh, had that drive late in the game that ended up getting blocked. I mean, mm-hmm. I think uh, he'd been so good all year at two-foot jump stops, and if he does one more there a, a jump stop, he probably gets fouled or gets a layup. But um, And then Hart made his play. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is because I'm not a coach, thankfully. I mean, every Creighton fan should be happy that I <laughs> have no decision-making power here.
0: You have some good ideas
1: yeah I honestly do think though that you're right physicality has been is a big a big piece of it, but i think I think the confidence piece is, is really wearing on these guys like they just they get bogged down in the, in these stretches where it's just like it's it all piles on it to each other like the first half of missing the first eight three pointers and now it's in your head you know like we had all those great looks to that could have loosened up the defense and if we didn't hit them. And I feel like that just carries over. It's just, like, baggage. They were two intended. for 11 in
0: the first half. They only attempted six in the second half. You know what I'm saying? Right? right.
1: Like, it just... And then it's like... We well, had two of them. Right, yeah. So it wasn't
0: even like they were... They actually could have shot more there. Yeah. yeah. Was, they were both Hawkins. Might have been hot. They were yeah. both Hawkins. But
1: yeah. it, it's just like, you know, okay, well, that's not working. We can't get inside because Butler's so tough and they played the lanes and... It's hard to get looks. Can't get to the free throw line because the rest aren't calling things. It's just like, what do we do? Mm-hmm. So, and then. um,
0: yeah, I mean, both, I just think all teams are upside down. It's just
1: turnover
0: ratio. Like, yeah, this
1: was an ugly game. It was really ugly. It was <laughs> it was really ugly. So I don't I don't know yeah. what the answer is. I think they just got to keep you know just keep sort of grinding away at it and eventually yeah. You hope that it pops because it's kind of like it's funny, man. It's a reverse of that 2018-19 team, the team you know that was all offense and no no defense, and eventually the toughness and defense thing clicked at the end of February, Mm -hmm. and they won a couple, like they won that grinder of a game at Marquette. Um, I I mean, honestly,
0: started at Nova when they didn't have Tyre Marcus. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, so. And this team's different, but you hope it, it clicks in different like in, it clicks in a similar way, but on offense mm-hmm. that, that all they need is to get to catch a groove and, and they can they can go but
0: yeah uh, next question Any word on Arthur I mean he seems fine. I talked to him after outside the locker room. He seems like his normal self. I think there might be some swelling. Um, that he has to manage
1: over the next, what, how many days do they have before Georgetown? Three. Three? Um, they get, like, an off day. This is, like, the first time they've had an off day yeah. in, a, in a while, isn't it? Because since – they've had two-day prep every for every game since – Maybe DePaul in between DePaul and Butler when they played at Butler.
0: Honestly, the last day off might have been the Providence game that was supposed to be played
1: <laughs> January 11th. It's, it's been it's been, been, a been a grind. it have been, been last a grind. Day off. But yeah, so they actually have like a three game a three day gap in between the game mm-hmm. for the fr- I, I think honestly for the first time since it's probably gonna be their DePaul. last day,
0: probably be the last off day of the year. So they're going to play Georgetown on Monday, and then they're going to play DePaul on Thursday?
1: Right. Mon- and they go, Saturday, and- Monday, yeah, no, Thursday, Saturday. Sunday. Yeah. And then... So this is probably going to be the last off day for Yeah, Wednesday, for Saturday. Until-, until the Big East tournament.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It sounds like they're going to practice tomorrow and take Thursday off. If that's still the schedule, then...
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah so,
1: yeah, we'll see. But he seemed
0: fine. He played...
1: He came back in, yeah. so that's a good sign.
0: Yeah, and they played the small ball lineup, so he was
1: He was still it's he, it's like he, he was he, still he, favoring he, it a little bit, but you know.
0: They didn't hide him anywhere. Like right. he had to, he had to Yeah. Uh Providence game won't be rescheduled, right? Two ten appears as the only potential day. I, I don't think Creighton has any date to make that happen. Um I proposed <laughs> trading the Butler game out and having Providence play tonight, but that didn't no one bid on that
1: one. I don't see where. Yeah, I'm it's crazy. Playing. It is crazy that Providence has a week off. And that's I, what I mean. I, and I get it. Like but nobody no one else matches nobody up. Nobody else matches up. But yeah. it's like, can you, should 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 we tweak a game? Can Providence like play somebody else? Right. And then you can move another game to where that other opening happens. I mean, because no.
0: that's why I thought I have. I thought like if you're if there was any kind of um, foresight into what kind of pauses that teams might go through this year at some point you know, in January, which is also the only month of winter in Nebraska anymore, um, that just don't even, like, don't make – and I understand this is hard to do from a logistics standpoint, but don't make a concrete schedule for the last part, last month and a half of the season, you know, so you can fill in as you go. Right. Because, honestly, I I think it's against their own, like, self-interest to have – and I know this is disrespectful to Butler, but Creighton and Butler don't need to play each other. Butler's not, Butler's going to need to whip everyone's ass the rest of the season to make the tournament. Creighton's, Creighton could use a game against Providence. Yeah, because if,
1: if Creighton loses at home to Providence, theoretically it wouldn't hurt him. Yeah. Now, if they lose too many quad ones and that hurts, obviously Creighton can't have an upside down quad one record. That's, that looks bad. Are you saying North Carolina's
0: not going to make the tourney?
1: I am saying that, yeah. <laughs>
0: Definitively?
1: They are not going to make the tourney. Here and now. Unless Johnny they win the ACC tournament.
0: Wow. All, that's hot. They have to win the whole shebang. You're, you're
1: well, done with it. How them. are they going to get in? I don't know. They're, Do gonna, they have, they're North Carolina. I don't know. No, they don't have any. They've, they've, they're 0-7 in quad ones.
0: Yeah. I don't, know, I don't know if they have any quad that's ones. That's what I'm saying. Left. I don't
1: think they have any quad They're going to go in with a... <laughs> an awful that's that's one thing that has been consistent over the last since I switched to this quadrant system if your quad one one record is bad you're not getting in like bad bad some teams we've got in with like a I don't know a six and nine but if you're that's a nice quad one it's very nice but if you're if you're if you're one and eleven what was great in that one year in in 2018 19 like 3-12 Three and twelve or something yeah on that sounds right I made that up honestly but well it no, no, was no, no,
0: like there no but it was really upside down it was, it was like down. it was like yeah. one and ten or something like that there was not much I think Marquette on the road was their only quad one one of their two right
1: the one they got late in the year did
0: Marquette finish as a quad one team that year
1: well wait, if it's on the road I mean he's just gonna be top 75 like I'm sure they did
0: okay yeah because they were five seats they probably did
1: but yeah, where were the other ones? I don't even know. They might have. They might have got another one on the road. Was UCLA? No, that was the year before. Because Marcus and Kyrie were in that game. Yeah, you're right. Clemson. It'd be Clemson. Was that, that a quad one? It was a neutral.
0: I don't know. I have to. Um, we're on the, my phone right now, recording something. My, yeah, go my go
1: phone on. has a one percent. It's probably gonna die. But I'll look it up. Wow, I did not ask you to do that. <laughs> Move on to the next question, we'll see what happens. I don't
0: think you're gonna pull this off at one
1: percent. No, probably not. Yeah,
0: Providence game's not getting made up. Sorry we rambled on that one. But yeah, no, it's it's not gonna happen. I'm pretty sure they announced that like two weeks ago too. Stu Jackson said Providence is playing what they're playing, so. Um our last question of the night. Oh boy. What do each of the freshmen need to work on to take their game to the next level next year? Like the NBA next level or the next level? Creighton. What do each of the freshmen need to work on? Damn, I don't think I've thought about this at all. Can we table this one?
1: I'll just do a, let's just do a quick one. Alexander. Because we have two well, freshmen that I haven't okay. played yet either. I, I, hold up. All of these guys, even Kaluma, who, looks, who looks really not. He's Mason. got a good frame, good physical body. Yeah. But, like, they all are going to benefit from hitting the white room. Like, they're going to look totally different next year.
0: One thing Arthur said... <laughs> In the in outside the locker room was that the first time they played Butler, he felt like Enzi was a lot stronger than him.
1: So, so he, it's already making so a difference. So ne- he needed to
0: get to the weight room to, in order for the he needed to get in the weight room for the rematch.
1: Yeah. Kind of how he, but how if you used. look, if you if you yeah. happen to get just sort of a side by side of Creighton's freshman versus the twenty four, twenty three, twenty two year olds that they're matching up against, like. Just basically
0: everyone on the floor for Butler tonight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And majority of players that they're facing in this league, like it, there's this pretty significant difference. So like that's where it starts for those <laughs> guys, and and that's just part of the process. Like they knew they knew that going in. Everyone knew. Mm-hmm. Um, when they do that, and once they make those gains, it's going to look different. Mm-hmm. They're going to be they're it's going to it's going to be much improved. So
0: yeah, because um, with all that comes you know your stamina, your ability to handle contact, your ability to execute late in games like it all. Yeah. comes with it. That's a you know what? I think you gave the perfect answer to that question. Cuz that's what it is. I don't think we need to talk about anything else. Get get in every single one of them. And then everything else you're skilled enough to take. Yeah, you're skilled enough skilled, and you work everybody. hard enough and you're in the gym yeah. enough that the skills will follow. No doubt. Yeah. Good job. That was a super efficient answer. I I didn't think we could pull that off with that question.
1: Creighton's uh, quad one record in 2019 was three and 11. So you were close on that. Yeah, I don't remember what I said, but you said close. three
0: and 12. You said yeah. you made it up. I don't. It sounds like you <laughs> had a pretty good memory there. Yeah,
1: three and 11. I said one. And I don't ten. know what that those three wins were, but well, Market on the road is an easy one.
0: Quad one. I guess Clemson must have been. Must have been. Because what other quality wins did they pull off that year? They didn't beat. I don't think Xavier was a tournament team that year.
1: No, Xavier missed it. There was only like four Big East teams that made it. I remember Creighton was like one and seven against the top four teams in the league, and that's ultimately like what kept them out. But. Yeah.
0: They didn't beat Seton Hall either time.
1: They yeah, Marquette they was the team that they, they beat. They got them. swept by Nova. Yeah, wow. Clemson ended up it was thirty-five in the net, so that's okay. surprising.
0: Neutral court, top thirty-five net. I don't even. What's their third? What's their third net win? Well, it won. must
1: have been like a road game against somebody. Hold up, let's see. They beat. They didn't. They, didn't, they didn't be, did They, they beat, beat Providence, they beat Providence on, the on the road to start yeah. Big East play that year. Yeah, because
0: yeah. then they had the debacle against Marquette, and then they yeah. lost to Nova.
1: That's yeah.
0: Right. So the first game of Big East play was at Providence. They won that one.
1: Yeah.
0: I think Marcus wow. hit a big three.
1: Um. Yeah, they shot Mitch really well from three in that game. Like, yeah. some insane number in the second Which half. Which is not, yeah, they never usually like, shoot well at the dunk. Like, and eight of nine. Something like that. <laughs> I gotta go back and look at that one. It was crazy. <laughs> you Literally, know what? Didn't Mitch hit that one, like, face-up?
0: Yeah.
1: It was three like a three-pointer. Like and the shot clock. Yeah,
0: five move into a shot situation. Yeah. Contested in the corner. Yeah, yeah. Fall away into the bench. Don't know how he hit it, but he did. <laughs> that was, that yeah. was tough. That was a good one. Um, like last week, I watched the seat, the comeback against Seton Hall last year. Oh yeah, yeah. Damn, those <laughs> dudes were special shot makers. I swear <laughs> to God,
1: Marcus and Mitch hit some stupid tough ones. What's in that game. What's crazy about that is like Seton Hall, and I didn't really think this at the time because I thought Creighton's zone like really took Seton Hall out of what it was doing, and it did have an impact. But like, yeah, Seton have. Hall was scoring, oh, yeah. and they couldn't. They couldn't. How like, did they have in the first half, like
0: fifty-seven or something
1: like that? Yeah, yeah, it was, something oof. like that. But I'm, what I'm saying is, like, once Creighton started its comeback, it was mm. like down sixteen with eleven minutes left. Like Seton Hall was still scoring, mm-hmm. and it was still like Creighton cut it to six and then go back to eight or nine and then get to six and eight and nine. But Creighton just kept coming because Mitch and Marcus just kept wait, it wait, They shot. went nuts, man. Mitch hit Mitch hit so
0: many tough threes that day, and then Marcus late, like, yeah, it was stupid. So yeah, I watched that. I was just like, God! I forgot how special these dudes were at shooting the basketball. Um, yeah. and, and I
1: don't mean,
0: you know, like, but I was going to give you credit for something. I was like, first of all the efficient answer to the question that I thought was going to be extremely layered, and then you also managed to look up Creighton's quad one resume with one percent battery.
1: <laughs> That's true. Yeah, that yeah, was great insane. execution from you down the stretch. But so if you look at Creighton's, re- it's actually kind of interesting. You look at Creighton's NCAA tournament resume right now. Yeah, like they have. The wins are there. The wins are there. Yeah, Uh, they they obviously have a couple bad losses, but um, but your theory is those don't matter. My theory is those don't matter until you have too many. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) the (laughs) committee is gonna let those slide until they offset
0: the wins. Yes, until the committee is like
1: that's too many. That and I don't know what the arbitrary number that is, but I don't
0: think there is one.
1: It's like you know what that just feels like. It feels like Georgetown at home would be one. Yeah. But, we, but we the, about I I'm telling you, oh gosh, I wish I had my notebook. I don't. I think it was the year the Arizona I mean that Arizona State team that got in. Like they had two quad four losses. Hmm. I'm pretty sure they did in 2019. Hmm. Two quad four losses. I'm pretty sure they had two. Somebody who, had two quad fours. and I think it was Arizona Who beat that saying. team? Who beat I don't them? Know. Who
0: were the quad four? Remember that Taylor? game
1: though. It was like Arizona State St. John's and you're like, why are either of these teams in the tournament? That's and then Buffalo, I think, whipped Arizona State right yeah, after yeah. that. Uh, so we'll see. I mean, honestly, if you if you look at where Creighton's at, I mean, it's it's kind of tough to um, just toss out the last they're,
0: they're, they're, six
1: games or whatever the offense and the performance there. But well, if they're in a position where they would want to be, and um, you know, if they if they're able to take care of business, which conceivably they could, they're capable of doing that, then they're going to be...
0: This stretch is
1: big for a couple reasons.
0: One, there's like a lot of... There's pressure on these next three games where I don't think you want to lose any of them. I I understand DePaul just got a big win at Xavier and they're tough and they're really good this year, you know, comparatively speaking, but I just think you want to use these three as like to build up as much as you possibly can Because the last five are going to be absolute wars, and before you even get to New York, like I just because then you're going to start facing these teams, these five right here, especially in St. John's case, like all five of those teams are going to be desperate for different reasons. Like, you know, Marquette uh, lost a tough game tonight at UConn. They're probably, you know, they're just going to try to continue their momentum. They want to compete for a league title. They want to compete for a single digit seed. Um, St. John's is going to be an extremely desperate team because they still want to make the tournament. Providence is probably going to be trying to win the league. Um, And then you're going to get UConn and Seton Hall, who, you know, Seton Hall might be fighting for their tournament lives, Mm. and then UConn might be fighting for the Big East title. So, like, the next five after, after Georgetown, Georgetown, DePaul... Are, I mean, you're going to be fighting for your life in those games. Yeah. So I, mean, I, I, I think, think you honestly, want to go into that stretch with as much yeah. confidence as you
1: possibly can build I, up. The biggest And challenge, these next three are the get-right games. The biggest challenge for Creighton is just to play consistent ball. Like, that's yeah. been the toughest thing for this team to do on a game-to-game basis, shoot on a half-to-half basis. Even tonight, I felt like Creighton, from a focus and energy standpoint, turned it up in the second half. Mm. I almost tweeted it, I almost was like, where was this team in the first half? Because if they played like that... The, the just the the first two minutes of the second half was like oh totally different like mm-hmm. it felt different and it's like yeah if they can find that and bottle it up and and carry it over you know a two week stretch like they they we won't even, they won't have any issues mm-hmm. with the, with these games and, and they'll be in a good position when they face that gauntlet of a finish that you just laid out there so um I don't know that it's been. Perplexing. There, what? What's there? It, it? It's a uh, two and five after a win since December. That's re- that's Creighton's record. Two yeah, and that five. was the. Uh,
0: that was the one thing I was gonna ask at the availability. I didn't go to it though, but I was gonna be like.
1: No, McDermott talked about it a little bit. Okay. Handling success.
0: Yeah, I was you just kind of curious. Like, how do you, you know, build your confidence from a win, but not, like, wrestling your laurels a little yeah. bit? Because I think that's a challenge for teams too. Young teams, like you can. You know, you win at UConn, and you're like, "Ooh, now we're now we're cooking, right?" Like that's a that's not an easy thing to do. No one's gonna like we might to be the only team that goes into Gamble, and I mean that. First of all, that that was know, in I mean, the XL Center, just oh fucking god, yeah, damn, I forgot. not, not you know. Gamble,
1: but either way,
0: that was the, Creighton was the first team to beat UConn with that lineup. Like UConn was 11 and 0 with that lineup intact. This oh game. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, with a so, full yeah. roster
0: available. Yeah, yeah. So like that was a tough, you know, a win that you can. Propel yourself off of, and they just weren't even ready
1: to See, that, go from the jump. That's the thing. It's like, out. yeah, with Seton Hall, it was like what I was looking for. I wasn't even looking for him to win it. I was just like, carry over what you did yeah. against UConn in that game, and it was give like, yourself,
0: give, make, give, put yourself in the fight, and, right? And then, and then have it. Yeah. So
1: that'll be that'll be key against Georgetown mm-hmm. on Friday because obviously the Hoyas are they're going to be desperate. They, they want to because be that's won. the one
0: thing that I don't draw. Parallels to the 2018-19 team from this one. The eighteen nineteen 19 team was always ready. Yeah, did they? They didn't get whipped. Like, no, they didn't. So they were always ready to go. The
1: only time they did they it. They prepared no, well. No, the one time they St. did Johns was St. it. St. John's at that was, home.
0: That was it. That was it. But they prepared well, and they played tough, you know, probably even above their talent at some point. Not their talent, but their their –
1: where they their were skill, their, their, their experience yeah. level
0: you know so like that that's, that's why I I'd struggle to draw parallels here because this team like it's the waves are really big with that with that team it was just like they just you know they understood how to fight through things they were always in the fight
1: it's, it's they interesting just lost, it's like, they just lost a bunch of yeah wins. they had some
0: right so I think this team is behind that one right now do you in terms of its development that's interesting. Yeah, because
1: I feel like I thought I saw more, uh, uh, more grit and toughness from this group than that team. I thought that team was just they—they they had a lot that of scoring. That part you're talent. right about. That part you're right yeah. about. Yeah, but maybe it's just they under that team understood that. They also had Martine, uh, but this team has Ryan Hawkins. So, um, but maybe they they under that team understood the the importance of just sort of the. The process, yes, and getting ready for a game, yes. Where that team struggle was closing, they had,
0: yeah, they had. They don't, they didn't know how to like, you know,
1: make the key plays, ratchet which, it up which to is finish with, the job where they needed some grit, yeah, a little bit more yeah. grit. And toughness. that's what
0: this team has. That's why this team has the quality wins. They have. They, and they, they finished Marquette. They closed games. They finished yeah. Nova.
1: They might be seven and three in single digit games, right? Or did they? Yeah, I think they're seven and three this year in, in single digit. Or maybe eight points or less, or something like that. You know, like they they have if they're in the game, it's just a matter of mm-hmm. of getting there. So the uh, but yeah, you're right though about that 2018 19 team. They were young, but they they definitely they came ready. Mm-hmm. The, oh, Oklahoma, that was another game. They weren't they weren't in, they weren't good for. I, mean, I guess you could argue Nebraska. Yeah, they weren't ready for that one either. That's probably all we got, right? That's all we got. That's
0: all I got. Um, Are you working on anything exciting for the folks?
1: I don't know. Other than
0: your typical awesomeness. Yeah, I'll, I'll just set that up that way. That way I will not disappoint it.
1: Yeah, we'll see what we got going. Talk to some of these it's guys. It's going to be a little bit tough here because it's just like games. It's, yeah, it's game, 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 back to back to back. So, yeah. But I've got a couple ideas, so we'll see what we can.
0: But you can fit in there?
1: Yeah. Cool. Well, either
0: way, it'll be good, and I'll read it. So make sure you're checking out Everything John Does, Omaha.com. Make sure you're subscribed to the newsletter um, so you get all the goodies when that drops. Read his pregame and postgame coverage of every Creighton game. Baseball season's starting up soon. Um, what are we – how many days are we away from that? 20? Are we inside 20 now from game one? We're inside 20. Oh, it's 20. a week from Friday. No. Is it really? Yeah. God, damn it. They start. I'm Not ready for that. Real soon, I think.
1: Are you ready for? Maybe it's two weeks from Friday. I don't you know. It's coming. Season? Oh no! Heck no! I'm I don't. Know.
0: Honestly, I'm just gonna say this out loud. I don't know if I'm gonna acknowledge their, like, their happenings until, like, March
1: first. Well, good because that's when they like open their home oh, stand, I think. Nice. Yeah, something like that. It's the first weekend of March when when the baseball teams starts playing some home games. Uh, it's, at least it's on the schedule cause, you know. Uh,
0: like, I think it'll happen. But we're done with this like winter stuff. I don't know about that man. You think winter's still got a second wind to it?
1: Yeah, yeah. It'll come in March and April and. In April? Yeah, watch it. Have some cold days in April. Okay. I mean, if yeah. I don't want to say it's going to snow, but it's probably going to snow in April.
0: All right. We've had like two inches of snow like this year. I think we're. I think it missed its prime opportunity. Mother Nature got caught slipping. Nah, it got obsessed with the East Coast. Is what it got. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's like, Hold up, I'm about to smash. <laughs> Mother
1: Nature was a source of weakness. I was like, hey, I'm <laughs> oh, going after the East Coast. I saw Coast. some
0: infrastructure weakening over here. I'm going to go slam these people. Um, yeah, okay, so baseball's starting soon. So, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of reasons to be. Be like locked into John stuff because every day you might get something new and exciting. So make sure you're following John for all that. Um, make sure you're subscribed to the White and Blue Review Network on iTunes so you get this podcast and um, the Scroogie and the Scrub podcast when it drops. We're gonna take a little. Jordan and I are taking a little bit of a. We're, we're on bye week. We're gonna we're gonna be like Providence right now. No, that's good. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna let the takes like marinate and let the league kind of like sort itself out for a minute. Mm-hmm. Also let the Super Bowl happen because we have to record on Sunday, so we're going to let the let America have its last day of football. And then we're going to come in guns blazing for the stretch run, March there Madness. Go. There so. you go. But, yeah, make sure you subscribe to the White and Blue Review Network on iTunes for that, and then whiteandbluereview.com for – I'm almost done with my recap for this one, but, you know, Tom, has, does, Tom Nemitz does great work editing our audio and video and – the pre-games and post-game stuff, so make sure you're hitting up White and Blue Review for all that as well. As always, we appreciate you listening. Appreciate your questions and your interactions, even when they're mean, um, but especially when they're nice. So on behalf of Johnny Ottawa and myself, thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Blue Jay Beat. We will talk to you again
1: Saturday. Yeah, Saturday at Georgetown. Have a good rest of your week, everybody.